0: Your host, Scott Singer, and you are now tuned into Biofuels Daily. It is Friday, November 29th. Just like a Thanksgiving pumpkin pie topped with whipped cream, today's stories are pretty sweet. Our first story of the day comes out of Richmond, British Columbia. The Green Aviation Research and Development Network, also known as GARDN or G A R D N, and Sky NRG. Waterfall Group and Vancouver Airport Authority announced on November 26th, the launch of BioPort YVR, an industry-led project to increase the supply of sustainable aviation fuel, also known as SAF. BioPort YVR supports provincial and federal government climate action commitments and is an important step towards a made in British Columbia solution for the introduction of sustainable aviation fuel across Canada. Sustainable aviation fuel is not currently widely available in Canada. Meanwhile, demand is growing as the airline industry looks to reduce its carbon footprint. The International Air Transport Association lists sustainable aviation fuel as one of the key elements to help the aviation industry achieve its ambitious 2050 emissions reduction goals. The first step of the project includes a comprehensive feasibility study designed to assess the implementation of an integrated sustainable aviation fuel supply chain in British Columbia. The study, set to be completed in March 2020, was commissioned by GARDEN and brings together leading experts in sustainable aviation fuel initiative development and airport sustainability. Bioport YVR will consider and evaluate the viability of implementing regional supply chains to distribute sustainable aviation fuel to airlines at YVR and surrounding airports through demand centers known as bioports. In the coming months, the project partners will engage with industry, government, and other stakeholders to develop a series of actionable recommendations for the introduction of sustainable aviation fuel at YVR. Sustainable aviation fuel is produced from a wide range of sustainable sources, including organic waste streams, agri-residues, and sustainable plant oils. Certified sustainable aviation fuel can be blended with conventional jet fuel, and does not require changes to aircraft or special infrastructure at airports since it meets applicable regulatory requirements. Sustainable aviation fuel can result in CO2 emissions reductions by more than 85% compared to conventional jet fuel. A few quotes, um, Katernia Durkic, Director of Strategy and Sustainability for GARDEN, said since 2009, GARDEN has funded more than 35 collaborative projects, including projects on sustainable aviation fuels that have led to groundbreaking innovations all along the supply chain. Reducing the environmental impact of Canada's aerospace industry, we are proud to commission the Bioport YVR project and work with industry-leading partners to assess the future of locally produced sustainable aviation fuel in Canada and shape a more sustainable air transportation industry. Misha Volk, head of Future Fuels from Sky Energy, said, We are proud to be a part of Bioport YVR and to help advance the U.S. the use of sustainable aviation fuel in Canada together with s- such strong partners. Building new industries is all about partnering with the right people and organizations. For us, this is an important milestone in growing the market for sustainable aviation fuel and in ensuring a sustainable future for commercial aviation. Fred Gatala, partner of the Waterfall Group, said, our firm is focused on creating the conditions for economically viable production and use of renewable fuels in Canada. This partnership in BioPort YVR is an important evolution of our work in the aviation sector. Marion Town, Director of the Environment from Vancouver Airport Authority, said We pride ourselves on being a leader in sustainability and are thrilled to be at the forefront of exploring sustainable aviation fuel in Canada alongside GARDN, Sky Energy and Waterfall Group. As Canada's second busiest airport, we look forward to contributing to real and visible actions that have the potential to, that have the potential to significantly reduce carbon emissions from air travel. Teresa Eman, Senior Director of Environmental Affairs at Air Canada said, Air Canada has long advocated for and participated in the advancement of innovative solutions to improve aviation's environmental performance. We are fully supportive of the BioPort YVR project as it will help develop a viable framework for the implementation of a regional and collaborative approach to the production of sustainable alternative fuels in Canada, which will benefit the entire industry. Jeffrey Tavette, Director, Environment and Fuel from WestJet, said, As the ultimate end-user in the Sustainable Aviation Fuel Value Chain, WestJet congratulates Vancouver Airport Authority and its partners in helping airlines identify a cost-effective and long-term Canadian-made sustainable aviation fuel supply option. Reducing our carbon footprint is a priority for WestJet, and through the launch of the BioPort concept, we look forward to working together to make air travel more sustainable while continuing to connect families and friends, businesses, and communities around the world. A few quick facts. Flying is essential for economies and businesses globally, and the aviation industry is committed to managing CO2 emissions from air travel. The International Air Transport Association, or the IATA, the Global Aviation Industries Trade Association, has adopted targets to reduce emissions from air transport, including a cap on net aviation emissions from 2020 and a reduction in net aviation emissions for 50% from 2005 levels by 2050. In addition to a reduction of total life cycle CO2 emissions, sustainable aviation fuel can also reduce direct emissions such as particulate matter and sulfur, also known as SOX, S-O-X, and contribute to improved air quality in communities with a high density of flight movements. While airlines in Canada are responsible for the purchase of aviation fuel, there are many stakeholders required to support the creation of integrated supply chains for sustainable aviation fuel in Canada. So some more information about the partners. Um, so GARDN or G-A-R-D-N is a nonprofit organization funded by the government of Canada and the Canadian aerospace industry. To increase Canada's aerospace competitive competitiveness, Garden funds collaborative projects that aim to reduce the environmental footprint of air travel in Canada through facilitation of cross-industrial efforts. Sky Energy is a global leader for sustainable aviation fuel. Having having supplied sustainable aviation fuel to more than 30 airlines on all continents, the company's mission is to make sustainable aviation fuel the new global standard. Sky Energy is building the first European-dedicated sustainable aviation production plant in Delphizil. Netherlands. Waterfall Group is a leader in the renewable fuels industry. The company's mission is to drive expanded production and use of clean, low-carbon fuels in Canada. Waterfall has been involved with Canadian sustainable aviation fuel projects and helped develop Canada's largest biodiesel facility. YVR is Canada's second busiest airport and a recognized leader in sustainability. YVR is operated by Vancouver Airport Authority a not-for-profit community-based organization whose profits are reinvested back into the airport and region. This governance model uniquely positions the organization to make significant investments to reduce its environmental impact. So, information about the Vancouver Airport Authority is that the Vancouver Airport Authority is a community-based not-for-profit organization that manages Vancouver International Airport or YVR. Canada's second busiest airport, YVR, served 25.9 million passengers in 2018. 56 airlines serve YVR, connecting people and businesses to more than 125 nonstop destinations worldwide. In 2019, YVR was voted best airport in North America for the 10th consecutive year in the Skytrax World Airport Awards. Vancouver Airport Authority is a dedicated community partner and in 2018 don- donated more than $1 million to local organizations. We are committed to creating an airport that British Columbia can be proud of, a premier global gateway, local, economy, local economic generator, and a community contributor. Our second story of the day comes out of New Zealand. Research that could lead to a bioplastics plant built in Martin, New Zealand, has the potential of creating hundreds of jobs and has received a $380,000 boost from the government's Provincial Growth Fund, or PGF. On Tuesday, Regional Economic Development Minister Shane Jones announced funding for research that could lead to New Zealand's first commercial bioplastics facility being established. The funding will be used to research whether radiata pine could be used in developing a biodegradable alternative to single-use plastics, with the aim of developing a high-tech bioplastics plant alongside new timber processing facilities in Martin. The facility would be developed by New Zealand Bioforestry, a new entity that aims to increase productivity in the forestry sector and build a bioeconomy. The OECD has estimated the potential contribution of a thriving bioeconomy to New Zealand's GDP at up to 124 billion US dollars in 2030. New Zealand Bioforestry Limited chief executive Wayne Mulligan said New Zealand was well-placed given the availability of natural resources to respond to growing consumer demand for alternatives to petroleum-based plastics through the development of bioplastics. It's estimated that there are millions of tons of forest residue in New Zealand that are currently underutilized, Mulligan said. In the first stage of the project, New Zealand Bioforestry and its Taiwan-based research and technology partners plan to build a plant in at Martin, initially creating up to 200 jobs, including high-tech roles. It would produce polymers from residual forestry biomass, such as waste material from timber processing, which could be used to make a range of bioplastic products, such as containers, packaging, and food service items. Unlike petroleum-based plastics, the products would be fully biodegradable and compostable and made from a renewable forestry resource. The technology is already in use in Taiwan to produce biofuels and bioplastics for commercial use. Our third and final story of the day comes out of Washington, D.C. U.S. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue speaks at an ag policy summit during a visit on Wednesday, August 28, 2019, to Decatur, Illinois. Perdue has sought to assuage farmers' fears of financial problems after China halted purchases of U.S. farm products in an escalating trade war. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said Wednesday that President Donald Trump Plans to soften the blow to farmers after his administration allowed some small oil refineries to avoid ethanol requirements. Speaking to farmers and agribusiness leaders in Decatur, Purdue, in Decatur, Illinois, Purdue declined to say what actions Trump plans, but said that the president thought the waivers were way overdone. U.S. farmers have been suffering from wet spring weather, and Trump's escalating trade war with China. Corn producers were heartened earlier this summer when Trump announced he would allow year-round sales of a 15% blend of ethanol and motor fuel, up from the more common 10% blend, ending a summertime ban on sales of the 15% fuel because of smog concerns. But Trump's Environmental Protection Agency, led by Andrew Wheeler, granted waivers to 31 oil refineries for blending 1.4 billion gallons of ethanol and biodiesel into their fuel. Corn and soybean farmers contend, the move wipes out the benefit of the higher ethanol blend. Purdue speaking out of town hall before visiting the Farm Progress show called it very disappointing. Administrator Wheeler took some comments from the president over a particular refinery, kind of ran through the hole like a running back and issued these in President and issued these and President understood that was overdone, Purdue said. They we're meeting fiercely to try to recover some of that demand destruction that the small refinery waivers did. Mark Marquis CEO of Marquis Energy, which has ethanol plants in Hennepin, Illinois, and Neseda, Wisconsin. The biggest problem is that the the program historically has required that the ethanol not be produced because of waivers, in this case, 1.4 billion gallons, be reallocated to larger refineries so that the total amount of ethanol produced remains steady. That's not happening with the recent waivers, Marquis said. Marquis believes that Trump will announce alternates such as ordering increased production of flex fuel vehicles or subsidies to help gas stations install pumps to handle higher ethanol blends. But those will not correct the problem and keep agriculture squarely behind the president where I think he needs them to be re-elected, Marquis told Purdue, We need those gallons that are waived to be reallocated to the large refiners. So, let me know what you thought about today's podcast and send me an email to biofuelsdaily at gmail.com. Lastly, if you could please subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, and remember to always go. your host, Scott Singer, and you are now tuned into Biofuels Daily. It is Monday, December 9th. I was going to start today's episode off with a good science joke, but all the good science jokes I could think of are gone. Our first story today comes out of Iowa. State of Iowa once again leads by example, with Governor Kim Reynolds today issuing an executive order requiring state agencies to purchase diesel engines and vehicles with manufacturer support for at least a 20% blend of biodiesel, also known as B20. The move is hailed as a potential driver of increased support for B20 in higher blends with diesel equipment and engine companies in the U.S., a key step towards greater use of B20 blends and higher among consumers. Governor Reynolds signed the order in front of hundreds of farmers gathered at the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation 2019 Annual Meeting in Des Moines. The order directs all executive agencies, when buying diesel vehicles and engines, to purchase only those that have written support from the original equipment manufacturer for use bio 20 biodiesel or higher. This executive order is groundbreaking in helping biodiesel further shore up its rightful place in our nation's fuel supply, said Donald Rehagen, CEO of the National Biodiesel Board. While B20 Biodiesel has achieved support from the vast majority of diesel engine manufacturers, some engine companies have said they haven't received clear signals from customers that biodiesel support matters to them. The state of Iowa has once again gone to bat for biodiesel by sending a clear signal with its buying power. The language states many of biodiesel's benefits to the economy, agriculture, industry, and environment ending with, whereas Iowa is the nation's leading producer of biodiesel and should also be a leader in ensuring diesel engine manufacturers support biodiesel blends, thereby furthering Iowa's economy, environmental sustainability, and value added to agriculture. All state of Iowa executive branch agencies shall ensure that any procurement solicitation including but not limited to requests for proposals or requests for bids for vehicles containing diesel engines shall require the response to certify that the engine manufacturer has provided explicit written support for the use of B20 biodiesel. The Iowa Department of Transportation began using biodiesel blends as far back as 1994. The fleet uses B20 most of the year in virtually everything with a diesel engine, including snow trucks, motor graders, and more. At 365 million gallons of estimated production in 2018, Iowa remains the nation's leading biodiesel producer. Since biodiesel is made from agricultural co-products and byproducts, like soybean oil, its production helps the farm economy too. Farm income is at one of its all-time lows, and ensuring the full acceptance of higher blends of biodiesel can only help offset those struggles, said Grant Kimberly, Iowa Biodiesel Board Executive Director director, and Iowa Soybean Association Director of Market Development, I'm proud that our state and governor feel so strongly about biodiesel that they're willing to take this kind of stand. The IBB is a state trade association representing the biodiesel industry. For more information on biodiesel, visit iowabiodiesel.org. For a list of OEM positions, visit biodiesel.org. Our second story today has to do with two top gas-to-liquid companies known as Sassol and Haldor. Sassol and Haldor Topso, two of the global leaders in gas-to-liquids, or GTL, technology, have entered into a collaboration agreement to offer a single-point licensing of proven and bankable GTL solutions to produce diesel, kerosene, and naphtha from natural gas. The SASL-TOPSO partnership is a response to growing worldwide demand for efficient solutions to monetize natural gas reserves. Together, the two companies offer medium to world scale sized GTL solutions that are positioned to meet the demands of a sustainable future. Today, TOPSO and Sasol announced that they have entered into a collaboration agreement to jointly license their GTL technologies For many years, the two companies have worked together on numerous GTL projects and technologies, and TOPSO's SynCore Technologies and SASL's Fischer-Trope Technologies have been licensed into several world-scale GTL ventures. Under the collaboration agreement, the companies will continue to offer these core technologies and will now also provide TOPSO's hydroprocessing and hydrogen technologies. This gives potential customers access to a single-point licensing offering that covers the entire value chain from gas feed to liquid fuels. As single point licensors, Sassel and Topso offer customers all necessary technology licenses for a complete GTL solution and in addition provide basic engineering catalysts and hardware. Technip, Technip FMC has been pre-approved to provide licensor engineering support and carry out front end engineering design, detailed design, procurement and construction. Technic FMC was the engineering, procurement, and construction contractor for the Oryx GTL facility in Qatar and has performed a number of front-end engineering designs for GTL facilities, including the Uzbekistan GTL. It is a pleasure to announce this collaboration. Together, Sasol and Zone now offer customers complete and proven end-to-end GTL solutions. This is unique and extremely valuable for customers seeking bankable, gas-to-liquid solutions for monetizing abundant natural gas reserves. With this collaboration, we now offer customers a full range of solutions. Based on many of Topso's core technologies, we are excited to expand our company's global leadership for proven gas monetization solutions, says Amy Hebert, Deputy CEO of Topso. Marius Brand, Acting EVB Technology of Sassel, adds, Sassel and Haldor Topso's technology relationship spans more than 20 years, through which we have successfully commercialized several advanced technologies. We are delighted to enter into this collaboration agreement and with the support of TechNIP FMC, we're able to offer the best GTL technology to the market. Although Sasol announced in 2017, it would not pursue future equity participation in Greenfield coal to liquids or GTL opportunities. We recognize that our fisher tropsch technology has a role to play in monetizing in-country natural gas resources, otherwise not accessible. In addition, the technology could play a significant role in conjunction with renewable energy resources in the conversion of greenhouse gases to sustainable liquid fuels. The combination of the Sasol and Topso technologies offers a proven and robust solution for these applications. Our third and final story today comes out of Emeryville, California. Biosance, a, pioneer, a pioneering clean skincare brand from Amaris, a leader in the development and production of sustainable ingredients for the health and wellness, clean beauty and flavors and fragrance markets, today announced that its sales on biosense.com for Cyber Monday on December 2nd, were up over three X from last year and resulted in the highest one day sales in the brand's history. Product sales through biosense.com have been compromising a greater portion of sales, channel mix and these sales deliver much higher margins sephora north american sales biosance brazil sales and those within new global markets also delivered a solid performance during the quarter thus far and are incremental to the Biosense.com sales overall Biosense is experiencing significant consumer adoption across all the brand's ge- geographies with particularly strong recent international performance in brazil and australia we are pleased with our sales results as brand momentum for Biosense continues through the holiday season this is Catherine Gore, president of Biosance. Consumers continue to seek out effective clean beauty skin care products from responsible companies. and Biosance is at the forefront of that trend in offering the only EWG verified products at Sephora that provide the best performance and are safer for them and their families. We are very pleased with the consumer love this year and the continued growth Biosance is realizing. We are tracking well to finish the quarter at a $50 million annualized sales rate. Biosance is setting the standard for clean beauty and leveraging the consumer trend toward clean, sustainable ingredients that also deliver the best skincare performance they can expect. This is the no compromise promise of Biosance products that the brand's customers have come to know and love. A little about Biosance, Biosance is a pioneering sustainable beauty through biotechnology company. And at Biosance, they've created a 100% plant-based Squalane skincare line that is delivering the leading skin moisturizer while using only safe and sustainable ingredients. They formulate with a no-compromise approach, proudly blacklisting over 2,000 potentially harmful ingredients because the products you use make a difference for your health and the health of the planet. Biosance makes sure only the most trustworthy and powerful ingredients make the final cut, because they also believe and are committed to delivering both best-performing and clean beauty products full Biosance skincare line can be found at Sephora. A little bit of background about the company Amaris uh, who uh, is the creator of Biosance. Amaris is a integrated renewable products company that is enabling the world's leading brands to achieve sustainable growth. Amaris supplies its innovative bioscience solutions to convert plant sugars into hydrocarbon molecules and produce specialty ingredients and consumer products. The company is delivering its no compromise products and services across a number of markets, including specialty and performance chemicals, flavors and fragrances, cosmetics, ingredients, pharmaceuticals, and nutraceuticals. More information about the company can be found at www.amorous.com. So, let me know what you thought about today's podcast and send me an email to biofuelsdaily at gmail.com. Lastly, if you could please subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, and remember to always go green.